struggling to not understand your questions, but um, figure out what exactly you're looking for. So anywhere here goes. You are listening to The Learning Factory. Hello, world. All right, welcome to The Learning Factory. We're back from our, not summer break, we're back from our midterm breaks. Uh, Jesse was in uh, up the Mekong in the middle of nowhere, hence the sound quality the last week. Uh, I was on a beach somewhere with too many consonants that I can't pronounce in Sri Lanka. And so uh, we've got an extra special episode. We're hearing from listeners all around the world, from mainland China all the way to the US of A, and everywhere in between, I believe we're even getting a penguin from Antarctica to come and tell us what his climate is like in the school at the moment. Now, Dave, when you say everywhere between China and the USA, you're obviously referring to going around the long way, not just people on the Pacific Islands. Yes. Well, we can also include them. Uh, I believe we have one teacher from Fiji. Uh, but we are talking about the awfully inaccurate and racist Mercator project- projection map that we all grew up looking at in school. And uh, yeah, that's what we're going to be talking about. So yes, we're going around the colonists' way. Yeah, so for those of you that love the podcast but hate listening to us, tune in next week because it won't be much of us and it'll be a lot of others. This is the intro to that podcast, so it'll be listen up rather than tune in next week. (laughs) We recorded this in advance. (laughs) Those of you that hate listening to us, this is the end of us for this episode and you can listen to others. Sweet. All right. So because you won't hear me at the end, happy days. Happy days. So the first question we asked our listeners, um, our sample of of interested listeners was, where are they? So we've got a number of people um, all around the world. And we asked them, where are you and what are you currently doing? So let's, let's start off with that. Gentlemen. Greetings from Singapore. It's, uh, it's a pleasure uh, and an honour to be selected for uh, anonymous filler material on your podcast. Uh, I hope it's going well. Um, I am currently working with Dulwich Singapore, so I'm doing um, a, a cover for them as a biology teacher. So, me and my partner, we moved to Bangkok in July. So, um, we're both working in an international school I'm a class teacher, my partner's working as a TEFL teacher, so working in reception, whereas I'm working in Year 5. From Ho Chi Minh City, Vietnam, I'm working in Studio 4 at the International School of Ho Chi Minh City. Um, I also lead the team as well. I am in Cambodia. I am teaching INS, Design and Visual Arts, which is interesting given that i've been teaching visual arts for the last 10 years right now i just finished my online class with the three-year-olds i can't tell you how crazy this could be especially that i was just having poor connection hi everyone i'm in cambodia in phnom penh i'm teaching mathematics in an international school uh, number one, where am I at? I'm I'm wondering if you mean where am I at in my life or where am I at physically? Um, where am I at physically? I am at where am I? I'm in Cove in Cork in Ireland, 
famous, of course, for the last stop of the Titanic and where all the Irish people emigrated through. So um, that's where I'm at physically. Where I'm at mentally is I'm not sure. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm surviving. <laughs> what am I doing? Um, a number of things. Uh, so I'm, I teach music and do a, a few other bits. Um, I also lecture at the Phnom Penh Institute of Arts and I conduct the Phnom Penh Symphony Orchestra and the Phnom Penh Youth Orchestra. Um, and I also am co-owner of a pub. Um, my current role at the moment is looking after and just kind of facilitating learning for the staff students. Um, so yeah, they're a fun bunch. Uh, and it's, it's been fantastic. They're actually the first the first group of native English speakers I've spoken for, I've uh, taught for about 10, 12 years, which has been really insightful. Um, yeah, it's great, love it, good kids, good kids. What am I doing? I am, and again, <laughs> with my life, um, or quite physically, so quite physically, I am just finished a lot of correcting, which is good. Uh, got all that done. Um, what have I been doing today is, or at the moment, is I'm doing loads of cookery classes, which is brilliant. It's great to be in the kitchen. It's great to be cooking. Um, just fantastic. Um, I like that. Um, yeah, so that's one and two, I think. This, or what am I doing about my life? Not sure. Um, so that's one and two, both the, uh, the, the, the actual physical and the metaphorical sense. Cool. The next question that we asked them was, did they change jobs over the summer and how would they describe their relocation? Was it A, a shit show, B, sunshine and lollipops, C, a clusterfuck, or D, something else? E, all of the above. And yes, I did change jobs over the summer. So um, I was with Oak National Academy, an online school, and I switched to working with Dulwich in September. Um, moving from China, to be honest, was a bit of a shit show. Um, various trips to the embassy, trying to get information from the Thai embassy was like trying to get blood from a stone sometimes. The information contradicted what I was reading online or talking to other people, so... Yeah, quite a few trips to the embassy, some perhaps with no reason in the end, because they told me to come when I didn't need to come. Uh, and then throw in getting two cats to to China, from China to Thailand was an absolute uh, nightmare trying to do ourselves. We ended up having to pay an agency, which cost an absolute fortune, but we're all here now. I actually did change jobs over the summer. I was working in Sudan in Africa in another international school. I think the biggest change was that I was teaching face-to-face -face and now I'm teaching early years online, which can be very, very, very frustrating, especially with the three-year-olds. Uh, I changed jobs over the summer after being in China and then trying to get to Qatar, that didn't work out. Uh, and now I'm in the land of Cambodia. Um, my relocation started off as a bit of a clusterfuck. Uh, now it's turned into something else. Things are improving. And I'm hoping in the future um, there will be some sunshine and lollipops. But um, we might have to go through a bit of a shit show 
first of all. Number three, I did not change jobs over the summer, um, so can't describe relocating, um, which is very boring, to be perfectly honest. Um, I did change jobs over the summer, and I would describe it somewhere between a shit show and a clusterfuck. Uh, for many reasons, I guess changing during a pandemic is always going to have its challenges. Um, having four children, one in Australia who prefers to booze rather than uh, study, and then trying to work out and navigate a new school with systems whilst trying to support the children at the same time um, has been challenging to say the least. Oh, describing the move, relocation mid-COVID. I mean, I think shit show's probably the, the one that jumps out to me the most from the, the options there. I would, um, I would say, though, it was significantly more organised and less stressful than the uh, previous move when, uh, when we left China <laughs> at the start of the pandemic. Um, so, you know, things are looking up. Yeah, I moved schools. A year ago, back in 2021, 2020, excuse me, uh, I came from um, Wellington, one of the biggest schools in Shanghai. Was it a mess? Not really. I mean, I guess there was a bit of to and fro with regards to the embassy and making sure everything was legit. But, you know, the schools helped everything get in line. Shipping was easy. Um, you know, I'm a single bloke, so... <laughs> Uh, a toothbrush and a pair of pants, um, and that and that's been how we how it's gone. And um, I've thoroughly enjoyed being here in Phnom Penh over the last year or so. Uh, surprising results there. Quite a lot of uh, quite a lot of sunshine and lollipops. I thought it'd be an absolute clusterfuck this year. Yes. Uh, one of the one of the things it's it's coming up to the middle of the first semester, so it can get a bit. Dragged. So we asked people for their highlight of the year, and we got the following answers. My highlight of the year so far has been getting double vaxxed and the um, four months of very draconian measure lockdown being lifted, which means um, life is starting slowly but surely returning to normal here in the city. We're getting to enjoy some of the beauty that Vietnam has to offer. Um. I would say the highlight of my year was literally touching down at Phnom Penh Airport um, and realising that I was still going to be employed for this year. That was a pretty good feeling. There was all so many things could go wrong. There were lots of horror stories about can cancelling contracts and um, different things going on. So I'd say I was pretty relieved when we arrived and didn't really matter what was going to happen after that point. My highlight so far this year is having students that are actually interested in uh, learning and learning about the environment. I've got a nice sustainability group in DP, um, which is fantastic, rather than the kids in China before who didn't really give a shit about the environment and just throw plastic and crap everywhere. Highlight of the year so far, I opened a pub, as I mentioned before, it's called the Welsh Embassy. Um, yeah, it's, uh, and it's been going pretty well, pretty popular, um, and we hope to build on that in the future.
Uh, highlight of the year so far, I think, has to be escaping quarantine. So after two weeks of being locked in a hotel room, to be clear, that was a completely legal above board escape at the end of the, the two weeks. Um, but that was uh, a definite highlight, sensing the freedom, especially when it looked quite unlikely that we would get such freedoms uh, the day before. That's a story for another day. Highlight so far this year has probably been even quite sad as it is having a regular coffee date with one of my colleagues. We are off at the same time and able to wander down and get coffee. Weren't able to do that last year um, and that's genuinely quite sadly a highlight. Um, but then yeah my favorite part about coming to Cambodia so far I guess would be well one <laughs> I've had a little bit of time to have a, a little business business adventure with another Welsh bloke so we've done the traditional thing of opening up a pub but then apart from that I absolutely love motorcycling around around this country so yeah just take my dirt bike disappearing for you know hours or days whatever it may be what whatever group of riders that we go with is all different levels sometimes I feel like I'm just getting dragged along but sometimes you know you get those good days and it's super fun but regardless, there's so much freedom to be felt uh, out here, you know. As long as you don't hurt nobody, as long as you don't ruin anybody's rice fields. So I suppose the highlight for us is the fact that Thailand's kind of slowly reopening and, and kind of start resort, uh, going back to normality. I think that's the, the highlight here. And also the fact that right now I'm sitting on a beach um, that costs, you know, pounds to get here. Whereas in China, there was only one real beach town and that was the island of Sanya on Hainan Island where pretty much every teacher in China every holiday went to go get some sun so here got a lot more anonymity a lot more freedom too because we couldn't help ourselves we had to ask a couple of English teachers uh, and they love talking so <laughs> we threw in a question for them any other news and we got some four hour responses <laughs> Uh, other news, well, I am actually looking at setting up my own education and consultancy. That's what I'm exploring at the moment. So very early days of that, but uh, exciting nonetheless. Um, and you never know, I might have a, a chat with you guys about it at some point in the near future. I guess the other news is, uh, I hope with, uh, with this positivity of living with the virus, um, we, that brings us closer to face-to-face -face learning uh, yet again. No other news, except that it is great to be back physically teaching, not online. Um, it is great to be back in school. It's also great, um, as I've mentioned, to be cooking again, um, in practic doing practical lessons, which is absolutely fantastic because it's what the kids like, it's what I like. Uh, any other news? Um, let me think. Not really. Uh, hopefully things will be opening up here soon so we can move around between countries in Southeast Asia. Uh, and that's about it. That was a bit of a around the world trip. Some of our uh, interested listeners and not so interested friends that got roped into that. But hopefully you enjoyed that little varied dance around the international school circuit. Some of those people were working in uh, national curriculum schools back in the UK and Ireland, even into Australia and relocating from them to international. Lots of voices out there. If you want to get involved with the pod, make sure to tweet us at 
TLF underscore tweets or message us on Instagram at the Learning Factory Podcast. And you can find us. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe on your favorite podcast, Delicatessen or Boulangerie or I don't know, Waffle House. Yeah. And if you happen to work at the University of Manchester, just let Professor Brian Cox know. We're still after We've got a We've got an open open appointment for him. He can choose a date. We'll have him on. Sweet. All right. On that note, we'll leave you go. Have a great week. Right. Happy holidays. <laughs> Happy days. didn't ask but i'm giving you my low light of the year was um a 15 year old taking 15 minutes to chop an onion that that was quite stressful um yeah you have been listening to the learning factory end of recording